Danielle here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. This podcast is so we can have candid conversations with other women in menopause, talk to experts. I will share my knowledge and journey of my own menopausal experience and also my knowledge as a nutritionist, working with clients one-on-one, helping them to thrive in menopause. Look forward to getting to know you better and enjoy the episode. Our first real podcast, diving into some of the, some of the, I guess, topics around nutrition and menopause and I'm going to start with protein because this has probably been one of the biggest impacts for my personal journey and coaching clients one-on-one and even the group program that I run this is where people have a lot of challenges and some of it is because I think we don't understand why protein is so important And so when we know more, we do better, you know, so that's one of the reasons. And I think also as a society, we're just not, we're not educated around why protein is so important. So not just menopausal women, but everyone often is missing this protein element in their diet. And there's a number of reasons for that. We're not taught about it. Protein is the most expensive macronutrient. It's not as easily available. Uh, and, you know, there's a number of reasons why we just don't generally as a society prioritize protein. However, this has been one of the biggest game changers for my personal journey. Like I mentioned, not only with my ability to manage my menopause symptoms naturally but also to really get my body composition back in check Uh, so and I'll talk through some of those reasons um, now I didn't also understand probably fully until I you know studied nutrition and really understood why the different macronutrients do different things in our bodies and that's probably another area we don't understand and that's probably where I should start actually you know if we look at the three macronutrients we have carbohydrates we have fats and we have proteins so carbohydrates generally are in our body for energy they they are activity dependent so they don't do any other function than to provide energy for us to use so carbohydrates generally when I am discussing nutrition with a client or a group comes back to your activity level like what do you do on a daily basis that will kind of need you to be eating a certain amount of carbohydrates so obviously we need a certain amount of energy just to function as a a human being but then on top of that what activity levels are you you know reaching on a daily basis so for me I do CrossFit I need quite a bit of fuel for CrossFit so my carbohydrates may be more than someone who is just walking their dog around the block for exercise so you can kind of see where I'm getting at there so that's the first thing carbohydrates are activity dependent Fats do a certain number of things inside the body. They are also a fuel source. However, the fuel source 
is dependent on heart rate. So depending on what type of activity you're doing and where your heart rate is getting to is going to be whether you're using carbohydrates or fats for fuel. And that is going to vary depending on the exercise and activity and heart rate you reach. So fats are a fuel source, but not for all ex you know exercise that's something else that's kind of another conversation altogether um they also do other things inside the body they transport uh you know there are sig signaling for like transporters for different cells they are really important for hormone um you know transportation and signaling as well so they do other things um, so we do need to have good quality high protein, uh, high fats in our diet, sorry. And um, we know now because we all lived through the low fat, no fat era that that doesn't actually serve us. Our brain needs good fats for fuel um, and our body does too. So they are a very important part. We just have to be mindful of how much we need because fats have a much higher calorie kind of um amount they're nine nine they have nine grams per um for calories and proteins and carbohydrates are only four so they're more than double the amount of calories um and so the serving size needs to be adjusted you know appropriately otherwise it's very easy to overeat fats and they're very high in calories which doesn't serve you if you're on a fat loss journey and then of course it's protein my favorite so protein is super essential for protein muscle synthesis like for building muscle for basically over general overall health like every structure of cell in your body requires adequate protein um, they increase your metabolism, they are, you know, much more um, satiating, they are the most satiating macronutrient actually, and that is because they have a higher thermic effect, which means that it takes us longer to digest them, so when we eat protein, you will feel much more satisfied, you will feel full, and you will, um, keep that feeling for a longer amount of time because it takes longer for us to digest the protein so they're super helpful in that respect um, and when we kind of look at I guess food quality if we're not consuming protein in our meal you'll find you'll feel hungry much quicker because of that aspect I just um, talked about but they're really protein is essential for our hair our skin our bones our connective tissues like digestive enzymes like uh you know they they help with antibodies for immunity they help they can help lower blood pressure basically shown to also decrease heart disease um, also can help you repair faster after surgery you know and I mean there's just so many things that protein does to you know aid you living a really healthy well life you know um, and we haven't kind of got to the fat loss part of it yet so as we age and you know probably from 40 plus we are 
we're basically fighting a losing battle against maintaining muscle mass and this becomes really important in our journey through menopause because as estrogen drops this affects our ability even more so before menopause estrogen was is kind of known as a I guess like a bit of a safety switch if you like to help with you know keeping muscle and and even building muscle however when we start losing the estrogen it is affecting our ability to build and gain and maintain muscle and bone density drastically so this is where when we increase our protein and in conjunction with resistance training we can override the the loss of estrogen in our body because when we start doing resistance training lifting heavy weights this creates a central nervous system kind of override in our body regardless of whether estrogen is available or not so this is why you'll hear me talking about lifting weights often not only because I guess muscle mass is a priority for me because I know muscle mass and maintaining muscle equals longevity right and I want to live a long time like if you haven't listened to anything I've put out before and you're new over here firstly thank you for joining and I hope this is informative and if you can like and subscribe then I very much appreciate it because that's how other people are going to find this information especially as we're getting started but I think for always uh, but in all honesty if you already listen to the content I put out you'll hear me talking about weight training if you if even if you look at me you'll see that I prioritize lifting weights and that is because of these factors I've just been talking about but also because muscle is a lever for how much you can eat and basically this comes back to losing that belly fat which is the common conversation I'm having with women in menopause like if you listen to the first episode you'll know like I suffered with that menopausal belly fat just came out of nowhere and I hated it it was so frustrating I felt like I was losing my body um, and I couldn't work out why so when we up our protein in conjunction with lifting this is where the game changing starts for regaining your body composition so like I said we're overriding the lack of estrogen in our body but we're um, giving our body an ability to be able to build muscle maintain muscle um, you know regardless of this stage we're in where estrogen is declining or you know and decreasing so this then allows us to have a higher basal metabolic rate or BMR which that affects your metabolism that affects how much you get to eat so this is where you know the kind of cycle of lifting heavy weights eating high protein it all comes in and works together so with the fat loss I mean I mentioned maybe I think I mentioned in my first episode I did a 12-week study on myself when I was um, studying nutrition and it was on protein and menopause so eating high protein to see how it affected me and it was quite amazing how quickly I felt satisfied 
um, I lost the cravings. So what happens is when you eat a high protein diet, your blood sugars stabilize. So generally when I'm working with women, and I may have, may have touched on this in the first episode, a really common conversation that comes up is when we think we need to lose weight, then we just think, okay, no worries, I'll just eat less. This does not work. <laughs> Honestly, what happens when this happens is we set off in good intentions, we are under eating, we might have a salad with you know, a very, you know, very, we eat like a rabbit, if you like, you know, it all sounds like it's going good until the really bad hunger kicks in, or we get home from work, or we hit the pantry, you know, later in the afternoon, and we cannot stop eating. And that is because we actually are in something called low energy availability. That is our body being super smart, knowing that it hasn't got enough energy just to do the normal functions that it requires to survive. You know, just just you surviving on a daily basis, living, breathing, you know, digesting food, like sleeping, those things, we call that low energy availability. So then your body's pretty smart. It's like, okay, I need to override this. And that's why you get such bad cravings. So when you actually eat high protein, those cravings go away because your blood sugar is stabilized and your energy kicks in. So you have this amazing, beautiful, stable energy across the day. You aren't having crazy cravings. Your, your focus comes back your brain fog goes away your mood lifts because you're not irritable like wondering when you're going to eat next because you're depriving yourself I can promise you that affects your mood I don't know about you but I hate being hungry and I'm not as happy when I have a full tummy I'm super happy person when I'm eating and you know then your sleep will actually change as well so this is a real game changer in the, you know, getting rid of the belly fat journey, but also managing your menopause symptoms journey. And you can, you can even kind of put two and two together by what I just was talking about. Once you get those things stable, your body feels safe. And um, over time, as you keep eating a nice high protein diet with good exercise, getting good sleep, things start calming down, your body feels safe, and your symptoms will start changing. So hopefully that kind of has made sense. Um, you know, this is why I'm so passionate, and you'll see so much of my content around prioritizing protein, eating high protein. Personally, I shoot for 2.2 grams per body weight, that's in kilos, so I'm roughly around 70 kilos, I shoot for 154 kilos uh, grams a day, sorry, 154 grams of protein a day. If you are um, tuning in from other parts of the world and you are working in pounds, then it's just one gram per pound of body weight. Um, similar, you know, 70 kilos is about 154 pounds, so you would just be eating 154 grams of protein. So that is a starting point for you. Um, if you would like to read the paper that I wrote for my research assignment when I was studying nutrition then just comment protein in the comments and I will shoot you a copy of that and it cites around about 10 
maybe more, definitely was 10 different research studies uh, kind of backing up that, um, you know, the findings behind it. Um, and, you know, like I said, it kind of talks about my own journey as well. But I, if you aren't already eating a high protein diet, then I do encourage you to do so. Um, I do teach that on my six week program, which uh, is not out at the moment. We are underway, so it's closed, but you can join the waitlist. And I haven't got the date exactly right for uh, the next launch, but I would say it's sometime in June. So if you're tuning into this and you want to join the waitlist, I will drop the link for that in the comments here as well and you can certainly join the waitlist that is a six-week program it comes with full meal plans high protein recipes you get shopping lists and um, all, it's all on a awesome program that comes with an app so uh, we get great results using that program I also obviously coach um, clients one-on-one -on -one. so if you want a more individual journey then we can certainly do that aspect as well um, and then I also have the recipe library which is just your access to my high protein recipes that you can certainly tune in and grab as well so a few different options there for you but I hope that this has been a helpful podcast today and has taught you a few things about why I'm so passionate about protein being um, you know, a, a major focus and priority in your nutrition journey. And like if you have goals with belly fat, body composition, getting your menopause symptoms under control, I promise you that this is a super important part of the puzzle. So thanks so much for tuning in today. And I look forward to our next episode. Uh, see you then.